conversation got spiraled out of control, Megan. I don't know why we started playing Would You Rather in the middle of our extra extra, but I love it. Um, It sounds like a great book. Welcome. Okay, that's that's all I got. That's all you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the book pod, where we talk about books and apparently sing our intro. We are talking about our well, this is our extra extra podcast, which yes. we did not do for September. Oops. So we're this is actually two months of yeah. content. So it's literally extra extra, which I love. Oh, <laughs> we just came up with the new concept. Of there this, you I go. Think. So we're gonna be talking about what happened in September with some of the books that did come out, and then we're gonna be talking about books that are coming out in October, as well as some adaptations potentially. Yes. yes. I did not ask you if you had those prepared. I have so. a few. So okay. You good. Yeah. You good. You gave me a look like this is not just about the books, yeah. Marissa. Excuse you. So if you're new here, my name is Marissa and. I'm Megan. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, Megan's the singer, apparently. So let's start with um September. Yes. So I have some books that uh, I feel like are worth mentioning. They're not necessarily ones that I am going to pick up. Okay. But uh, like really big releases that did happen in September. Uh, I'm going to, we're just ad-libbing this. We did not decide on a actual organization for this, but I'm going to ad-lib in that I'm going to go first. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I don't know if you maybe have this one on your list as well, because it is somebody you love, which is Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So Fairy Tale by Stephen King came out on September 6th. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Wow. Taught you something new today. Yes, you did. So the plot summary of this is that 17-year-old Charlie is used to being on his own until he befriends Howard, an old recluse, and his beloved dog, Radar, who lived, who lives in a giant house on a hill after howard dies he leaves charlie a note about a magical portal to a parallel world where good and evil are at war and now it's up to charlie and radar to save both worlds Ooh, sounds like a stephen king novel it does (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a stephen king novel because it started off real normal yep it was like oh a kid and his dog it's typical and then there's a portal to another world. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so I know I've seen a couple of people talking about this on like Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm personally like, I know I'm not going to pick this up. At least not in the like, I have Near too future. many other yeah. books on my list right now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't pay too much attention to it, but it seems like it's doing fairly well. But I mean, Stephen King. So like, it's not going it, to not do yeah, well. <laughs> it's going to do good. It's probably already getting it. A- adapted into some and yeah, probably doing fine. all the streaming services are probably already fighting over yeah. it yeah oh 100 yeah. like, mm-hmm. no need no need to worry there all right do you have any others that came out near the beginning of september because the next one i actually have is the 27th oh wow i have a september 13th oh okay yeah so this one is called sacrifice by rin chupeco who she's the or sorry, they're the author of The Bone Witch, and which is a great book. 
Okay. Love it. I know I've talked about it on here before. Uh, I know that we um, are an audio piece of content right now, but she, she gave me a look like, why the F haven't you already read this? <laughs> and I just like, feel- How did you not recognize like, um, this author or this book? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so Sacrifice by Renchi Pecco is um, just like a little- Summary on it. Uh, pristine beaches, lush greenery, and perfect weather, the island of Kisapmata would be the vacation destination if not for the curse. The Philippine locals speak of it in hushed voices and refuse to step foot on the island. They know the lives it has claimed. They won't be next. A Hollywood film crew won't be dissuaded. Uh, legend claims a dreamer god sleeps, waiting to grant unimaginable powers in exchange for eight sacrifices. The producers are determined to document the evidence, and they convince uh, Elon, a local teen, to be their guide. Within minutes of their arrival, a giant sinkhole appears, revealing a giant ballot tree with a mummified corpse entwined in its gnarled branches, and the crew starts seeing strange visions. Elon knows they're... Fi- Falling victim to the island's curse. If Elon can't convince them to leave, there's no telling who will survive or how much the dreamer god will destroy. So it's kind of like a little spooky, scary YA type novel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it follows some East Asian folklore. So I kind of love that, honestly. Yeah, it yeah. sounds really fun. Okay, so do you have any more that come in before the 27th? I do not. Okay, so I have Foul Lady Fortune. By Chloe Gong, who is the best-selling author of these violent delights. Uh, so this is a return to kind of the same world. So it's a spinoff. Mm-hmm. I haven't read these violent delights, so like I'm not actually super familiar with that world. Have you haven't read them? Have you? No, I haven't. I think it's been on my TV. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so we're returning to the 1930s Shanghai. Um, and this is a tale of dueling spies after an experiment makes her ageless and immortal mortal, Rosalind Chang becomes a spy for her country, hoping to redeem her traitorous past. When the Japanese are suspected of a series of mur- uh, murders, Rosalind must go undercover posing as the wife of another spy to investigate a series of murders. Ooh. Sounds like uh, fake dating. I love that. <laughs> I'm all here for it. Um. On another note, though, would you rather be immortal but just keep looking older and older or be ageless but just die normally? Be ageless? Yeah. Like, so you look you look the same. You like, look how you look I now. I look 20. But you would. But I live a normal life span. Can I like. <laughs> can I. Can I like live until I'm like 80? Just looking my age and yes. then pick the other option. I don't. Be, yes, sure. You I know, like think of just that. looking. So you live until you're 80. But like I age normally. So like I'm a normal okay. person. And then so 80, th- I make the decision. Okay. But are you going to have case like you might look your age, but what if you physically feel 80? That would suck because then you would then you would want to be immortal at 80 looking like you look now but yeah like also your body is still have like osteoporosis <laughs> and like f- four joint replacements but do i want to <laughs> be like 70 and look 20 i mean yeah like i feel like neither no, of these are actually i don't know good anyways so that just came <laughs> maybe, to my mind maybe like like maybe there's some desire to look like 
you know, late 20s, like until you're like 60. That would be. But then I feel like you want like at some point you want to look your age, don't you? Yeah. And you know what? To be honest, like I don't want to be ageist. Like we got to be like embrace our beautifulness. Aging is beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) This conversation got spiraled out of control, Megan. I don't know why we started playing Would You Rather in the middle of our extra extra, but I love it. Um, anyway, it sounds like a great book. Yeah, it, so it came out on the 27th of September, which was just a few days ago, actually, um, even when this podcast will be coming out. So mm-hmm. still relatively new. I actually, it hit my radar because uh, Jean Zhao right, yes. had a, has a beautiful copy of it that they shared their oh. Twitter account, and mm-hmm. I saw it there. And I didn't know, I didn't know it was connected to her other series, and I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I just went on. I was like, sure, J. Zhao gave this the seal of approval. So it's gone it's, on my TBR. It's got to be good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was like, I trust them with yeah. my life. Yeah, good recommendation <laughs> right there. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a couple more for September 27th. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, first one coming out or came out, sorry, uh, past tense here. Um, with, there's the re-release of Joan He's Descendant of the Crane, which I have also talked about oh, before, yes, yeah. where there was like a bunch of issues with the previous publisher and stuff. Like she has like, I think she like tweeted about it, all these things if you want to like actually yeah. dive into it. Super interesting. Um, so yeah, re-released. It's a paperback copy. Um, if you want to support her in that book, go buy it. Because that's the right copy that you should be getting. There you go. Okay. Um, do you have anything that. else for September 27th? I actually have two more. Okay, you yeah. go. So I have uh, The Golden Enclaves by Naomi Novik. So again, this is not one that's necessarily on my TBR. But um, I know that the like her trilogy is really popular. And so this is the conclusion. Um, it's a dark academia trilogy. Um, and... Ellen Orion, who I don't know who those people are, but great <laughs> characters, I'm sure, must deal with the aftermath of their grand graduation bl- breakout. I'm not going to read anything else. Um, so, like, A Deadly Education is kind of the start of that. I know there's kind of been some mixed thoughts about it, I guess, mm-hmm. online. Um, and I know, yeah, so I'm kind of curious. I really like Naomi Novik, like, her style of writing. So... I think this is eventually going to be something I read, but it's definitely not like it's not getting bumped up over all my other books right now. Right. And then I have Spells for Forgetting by Adrian <gasps> Young. I have that one, too. Yeah. So uh, Emery Blackwood's life was shattered at her high school graduation when her boyfriend, August, was accused of murdering her best friend, Lily. And then he moved away without her. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's an awful ex. Yeah. Uh, still living in their small, superstitious island town, August's return sets the whole town a Twitter. In town to bury his mother's ashes, August must confront his high school sweetheart and a town that doesn't want him back. Um, it's described as a slow burn mystery with hints of witchy magic, and it came out on the 27th of September. I did read a review on it um, when I found it, and they were not a huge fan of it. They said oh. it wasn't Adrian Young's best work, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that, like, you can recommend a good book to me all you want, and then you tell me something wasn't amazing, and I'm like, oh, I want to know if I also think yeah. it's not amazing. Yeah. And that's totally fair. Like, 
I know for me, like I follow Adrian Young on Instagram yeah. and like just hearing her on her stories about how passionate she was about yeah. spells for forgetting just really makes me want to read it. Yeah. Whether or not like other readers think it's her best work or not, like she definitely believes in her anything she writes, which I think is like. Which I will say is a great trait of an author and <laughs> less. <laughs> Which I do want to talk about this. So this is actually a re-release um, of a book that came out earlier this year by Piper CJ. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of getting the round on like book talk. Strictly because Piper CJ seems like maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to describe her. I don't know her personally, but yeah. like based on her online rea- interactions, I'm a little bit curious about her because so her book was re-released, and I believe it's coming out, if it hasn't, it was September or October. I, I can look it up in a second here, but essentially it's coming back out, but it did come out in February of this year, and I was like, I've heard a lot of things about Piper CJ on Book Talk, mainly that she actually attacked a couple reviewers. Oh. Not like physically, but, but like- yeah, like in the comments or like- <laughs> Verbally. <yeah>. Um, <laughs> online, little cyber- cyber bullying there but she kind of came after somebody for giving her book a poor review and was like very Mm -hmm. public about it Mm -hmm. which the review had been posted to goodreads and like goodreads is a place for readers and not for authors i mean we use storygraph i like it a lot better i find it a lot more organized quick little plug for storygraph there (laughs) but like lots of people use book uh, Goodreads and like it's really for readers and it's not for authors so I was curious because I was like oh like I know she got like a couple of bad reviews and I know there's likely a few more people who gave her terrible reviews kind of just because of the situation yeah and I actually looked at the reviews on Goodreads which is very weird because I never do this <laughs> and she left a review on her own book mm. Like an actual review, not like even just like a actual... description or something. No, like... she gave herself five stars. <laughs> wow. And um, she said, I'm the author. I wanted to give <laughs> myself five stars because if I don't believe in myself, why should anyone else? And she goes on and I kind of get what like she's trying to say here. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I can kind of appreciate that. But I was like, this rubs me the wrong way personally. Yeah. And I really didn't like it because, like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, I just, like, I, like, so on your own Instagram and on your own Twitter, like, absolutely pull an Adrian Young and be like, yeah, like, I believe in myself. I'm mm-hmm. passionate about my work. Like, if you don't like it, that's okay. But, like, I write stories that I would want to read, which is essentially what Piper CJ said in this kind of, like, review. But I was like, maybe don't like leave it on your Goodreads account. Like, I know that that's frustrating to see bad reviews come yeah. in. And I like would totally be the one who would be like heartbroken. And it's like pinned to be like the first one, I'm assuming, right? Like, well, it was. was I it? don't know if it's like pinned or anything, but it did show up like second. Yeah. And I was like, if there was any chance, which I wasn't really going to read because I, I, I've heard a little bit about the book itself and I just really don't feel like it's something I want to support specifically there's a little bit of like actually a lot of racist mm. <laughs> kind of tropes happening mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm not going to support that. Like lots of people have spoken out about it and I don't need to read it to like know that it's bad. Yeah. But like this is really weird. And it's yeah, that combined with her comments and cyberbullying yeah. it just makes her like play out as this like not great person. <laughs> Yeah. From the sounds of it. And so, like, after all that, so, like, that was what I imagine was the original post. And then she edited it to say, I have a desire and an obligation to share this apology and accountability with you. And then she posted a link to a YouTube, like, video. Did you watch it? I didn't. Because I I was just like, you know, like. Does she even deserve that? Yeah. And I'm not, like, super invested in this fight. (laughs) But I do want to say, so, the book so I do want to say the book is called The Night and Its Moon. I would kind of caution anyone, like, again, it does have a lot of racist tropes. Like, I don't want to support that. So I would just think that many of our listeners probably wouldn't either. But, I mean, if if you've read it and I'm wrong, too, mm-hmm. like, I've been just kind of hearing lots of people say it on TikTok. So I haven't read it for myself. Um, I might be coming in with maybe a misled point of view or something, but I don't really think so. <laughs> yeah. If from the sounds of it, like, you have valid reason not yeah. to read it. So anyway, so that's coming out, but we can all just avoid that. Um, <laughs> what else is coming out in October? In October. Uh, or did you want to talk about adaptations? I can talk about our September adaptations. Okay, I let's got do a that. couple. I mean, there's probably lots more, but these are the ones that caught my eye. Um, September 15th, Vampire Academy by Rochelle Mead TV show premiered. So okay. I know that was like a really like anticipated show to watch. Um, I haven't watched it personally. I've only read the first book. I don't know. How about you? Have you read the series at all? Which is that? Vampire Academy. It's like, <sighs> pr- like you would for sure have seen it on the shelves and stuff, but I don't know if that was something okay, you read. Okay, so I was curious if it was the same one I had read. I have not read this one, but there's a very, <laughs> so PC Cast and Kristen Cast wrote The House of Night, which is essentially about a vampire academy, which is why I got confused oh, for a second. yeah. Potentially very different. I've not read Vampire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've read the first book because i like it's like one of those like cult favorites like it was kind of like there's like it's very popular i've definitely heard of it and i feel like every time i've heard of it i've been like oh i've read that because i read the house of nights like a lot of the house Mm -hmm. of nights Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's not the same not the same so anyways i might watch that i don't know i've watched the like movie adaptation like years ago and it was like Mm -hmm. okay from what i remember the book being about but I also want to read the series if I'm going to watch the TV show. Which is fair. Yeah. So there's that. Um, this next one you you may or may not be excited about, depending. <laughs> I may or may not. Um, okay. So this was announced on September 22nd. And Iron Widow by Jiren J. Shao. I did actually become hear about a film this. franchise. So, so I was actually very excited because Jiren J. Shao was very excited. Yeah. <laughs> they were really, really pumped about it. So I... I, I have a high hopes mm-hmm. as long as they don't. And by they, this time I actually mean the directors and yeah. the casting people don't completely whitewash it. Yeah. Which I know is actually kind of a lot of people's concern right now is just like. I would hope not. You think over the past few years with that happening yeah. and the backlash that's been happening to a lot of these like popular shows and movies yeah. that have been whitewashing that 
maybe we can we, we can hope. leave that out. Yeah, like let's just get the characters, the actors that represent them. Like yeah. why can't we just do that? There's yeah. lots of there's lots of people out there. Really hoping that they do a good job of casting. Mm-hmm. I'll be a little bit more excited after that point, but I have high hopes. Yeah, once they release casting, I think that'll be like mm-hmm. kind of a good indicator. Oh, for sure. Um, and then the last one I have for September is coming out September 30th, and it's Luckiest Girl Alive by Jessica Knoll. Um, it's September 30th theaters, October 7th on Netflix, and it's starring Mila Kunis. Oh, yeah, that's I really fun. like. So, and it looks like I just seen the trailer a little while ago, and it's kind of looks interesting. I don't have a synopsis on it. Sorry, <laughs> 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 okay. but yeah, it it looks really neat too. So shall we move on to the October books? Yes, let us go. Okay, so I have several for October 4th. Actually, I have two for October 4th, I should say. Uh, So I'm going to start unless you have more than two. No. Okay, so The Hero of This Book by Elizabeth McCracken. Hilarious last name, by the way. Sorry. (laughs) It's not a funny book. (laughs) That's unfortunate (laughs) that I just laughed. But it comes out on October 4th, as I said. So the kind of the plot synopsis is 10 months after her mother's death, the narrator of the hero of this book takes a trip to London. The city was a favorite of her mother's. And as the narrator wanders the streets, she finds herself reflecting on her mother's life and their relationships. Um... And it's just kind of a story of examining grief. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is going to be a book that I'm going to pick up and it's going to sit on my shelf until I need it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't. Yeah, that's how I usually like. Books that deal with these heavier topics, I usually buy and then I just sit on. yeah well you need to be like in the right mood for yeah. those books for sure like they're not in not, i don't want to say an easy read but they're definitely yeah difficult to get through if you're not in that mindset mm-hmm. well that sounds very interesting yeah i like that um my first one here october 4th is called it came from the closet <gasps> is that your other next one uh... <laughs> Okay, I love that. We both yeah, I read saw that it one. and I was like, I can't not add this to the list. It sounds super interesting. It's just like a little anthology. Yes. That's the word. Anthology. A little anthology of, of all of these little essays and stuff. And I think it sounds super interesting in relation to, in relation to um, you know, horror movies and, and how it involves the queer community or how mm-hmm. it's helped them come to terms with. Um, their identity and everything like that so sounds super cool yeah so i did have a little bit of a write-up i'm gonna yeah go ahead so uh through the lens of horror from halloween to hereditary queer and trans writers consider the films that deepened amplified and illuminated their own experiences horror movies hold a complicated space in the hearts of the queer community historically misogynist and often homo and transphobic the genre has also been inadvertently feminist and open to subversive readings so i think that this is going to be really interesting because Mm -hmm. one i think there's a lot to unpack there yeah and i'm really excited to hear like specifically queer writers Mm -hmm. and trans writers actually do that analysis um and i'm yeah i'm curious 
It's definitely, again, I feel like I, I always do this with nonfiction. I pick it up and then I just kind of sit on it. Yeah. I don't watch horror movies, so this is going to yes. be maybe an interesting one I'm for me. I'm curious how, like, if you've watched the movies, if that'll, like, if it's, like, you can kind of see their perspective a little if, bit versus not I feel like this could it. be a really fun one for us to an- yeah. analyze together, actually. Because you've probably seen the movies. Yeah, and I've I'm going to be like, of them. wow, this movie sounds <laughs> yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll like watch it afterwards or yeah. something. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I think that could be fun. Uh, the next one I have is for October 18th. Okay. I still have one for October 4th okay, and perfect. October 11th. So um, October 4th, Mad Honey, a novel by Jodi Picoult and Jennifer Finney Boylan. Okay. Which is, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I haven't read a lot of Jodi Picoult. I think you might have lent me one, one uh, time. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I've, I've read like two or three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good for like fast moving contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. Works. Um, this one just sounds interesting. I don't know. It's, uh, so Olivia McPhee knows what it feels like to start over her picture perfect life living in Boston, married to a brilliant cardiothoracic surgeon, raising their beautiful son, Asher, was upended when her husband revealed a darker side. She never imagined and she would end, that she would end up back in her sleepy New Hampshire hometown, living in the house she grew up in and taking over her father's beekeeping business. So right there, that's Hallmark vibes. Yeah. Hallmark movie vibes. Um, however... <laughs> Let However. me continue. Uh, Lily Campanello is familiar with do-overs, too. When she and her mom relocate to Adams, New Hampshire, for her final year of high school, they both hope it will be a fresh start. And for just a short while, these new beginnings are exactly what Olivia and Lily need. Their paths cross when Asher falls for the new girl in school, and Lily can't help but fall for him, too. With Ash, she feels happy for the first time, yet at times she wonders if she can trust him completely. Then one day, Olivia receives a phone call. Lily is dead, and Asher is being questioned by the police. Olivia is adamant that her son is innocent, but she would be lying if she didn't acknowledge the flashes of his father's temper in Ash, and as the case against him unfolds, she realizes he's hidden more than he's shared with her. Yeah, so I read um, one by her, and it was 11 Minutes, I believe was the title, and it was about, um, mostly from a mom's perspective, but I believe... And it was, it's years since I've read it. So, excuse me if I'm remembering incorrectly, but it kind of jumps POVs at times. But it was about a mom. And the first scene was she showed up at a school and it had just, there had been a shooting or a bomb or something. And she was like, oh, like, is my son okay? And they were like, who's your son? And she told them the kid's name. And they're like, yeah, he's with the police. Like, he did this. And it was kind of like the story of her coming to terms with the fact that like this happened. Sounds like a very similar theme of like, do you actually know the people you love? Yeah. And like, what do you do when they reveal something that you have trouble loving? Which is really interesting to explore because I find there isn't like a lot of books like that. Yeah. And I feel like we all experience that on like, even on like smaller basis where like there's just something... You know, like you, you know what that feels like, even if it's like a small thing. Yeah. Um, but on such a grand scale, it is. It does become a question of like, what is, like, what is the way forward? Mm-hmm. I guess. A very interesting theme. I. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what's your next book date? My next book date is October eleventh. Okay. 
So I go. I go. You go. My you turn. Go. Um. So I, if you could see the sun by Anne Liang, um, in this genre bending, uh, debut. It's a YA debut for her. Um, a Chinese American girl monetizes her strange new invisibility powers by discovering and selling her wealthy classmates' most scandalous secrets. So, yeah, basically she's felt invisible her whole life at this elite Beijing international boarding school. And then she starts to literally turn invisible um, once she finds out that um, they can't afford her tuition anymore. And, her, mm. and like even with her scholarship, she can't afford it. So, yeah, she's just like, how can I use this invisibility to stay in school? And it Wild. sounds super interesting. I don't know. You it's know? like fantasy world meets like gossip girl. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> some some private Love school that. action there. So yeah, that one just kind of sounded oh. like a fun little read, I think it would yeah, be. Yeah, October 11th. Okay. What is your next date? Is that October 18th? 25th. Okay. So I have a couple for October 18th. Actually, one I'm surprised you missed. But we'll start with uh, one that I'm not going to be reading, but it is one that is like it has a lot of hype around. So I'm going to mention it. So it starts with us. Oh, yeah. A novel that Colleen Hoover, who I am maybe <laughs> not the number one fan of. <laughs> so this comes out on October 18th if you are interested in reading it. Again, no harm, no foul if you do like Colleen Hoover. Uh, different things for different people. So uh, this is the sequel to it ends with us and this is kind of the write-up so before it ends with us it started with atlas colleen hoover tells fan favorite atlas's side of the story and shares what comes next in this long anticipated sequel um where lily and her husband her ex-husband ryle have just settled in to a civil co-parenting rhythm when she suddenly bumps into her first love, Atlas, again. After nearly two years separated, she is elated that for once, time is on their side, and she immediately says yes when Atlas asks her on a date. But her excitement is quickly hampered by the knowledge that, though they are no longer married, Ryle is still very much a part of her life, and Atlas Corrigan is the one man he will hate being in his ex-wife and daughter's life. And I don't really care. <laughs> That's terrible. But like if any book didn't need a sequel, it, it was, was this one. one. And also, um, so I, somebody shared and so I saw it on Instagram. I like line from it and it was all about like. Like, I forget the sister's name to Ryle, but she was like talking to Lily and she was like. And Lily was like, well, he wouldn't like that I was dating Atlas. And and then the sister was like, he wouldn't like that you were dating anyone. And I was like, mm. so like that ruins that right there. <laughs> like, <sighs> But I just like, I'm so not into this. No. At all. But at all. it is a big one that's coming out. So if you are looking forward to that, I'm sorry. I just kind of yes. shit all over it. But it is coming out on the 18th. So you can check ignore me and mm. check it out. I uh, I mean, maybe I already knew this, but they're making it ends with us movie. I'm not surprised. And which I think they just finished like the first draft of it this month. So that's kind of why it, mm-hmm. it triggered it for me. But it kind of makes me sad because I love this actor. His name's, uh, I believe it's Justin Baldoni and he was on Jane the Virgin. I don't know if mm, you've ever watched no, that show. Anyways, I loved him on there. And he's such a like very like he's such a like feminist guy. Like he's very like. Oh, good. 
girl power like let's teach boys to like you know like how to like he got cast as ryle i don't know i don't know who he's playing but he's like helping produce it and do all this i mean atlas i feel like they're gonna have to change a little bit about his character because he also like waits until she's 18 but like shows up on her 18th birthday which is a little predatory so i i have a lot of opinions on it ends with us i really wanted to like it yeah but like i really did not i know i'm just hoping that maybe they've adapted it a little bit i don't, I don't know i think they're saving a I book in which the main character's name is lily blossom bloom <laughs> maybe they'll change her name <laughs> maybe they'll change her name i don't know Anyways. i'm so sorry i i'm yeah. gonna stop crapping all over this novel so that's okay the next book i have is when we were sisters which is by uh fatima which is by fatima asgar asgar that's a good name it's a good name that's a good that's name, a, good name. <laughs> it's a strong name yeah <laughs> so this follows the intense bond of three orphan siblings who after their parents died are left to raise one another uh the youngest grapples with the incomprehensible loss of their parents as she also charts out her own understanding of gender. Isha, the middle sister, spars with her crybaby younger sibling as she desperately tries to hold on to her sense of family. And Noreen, the eldest, does her best in the role of of sister mother while also trying to create a life for herself in her own terms. Um, As the the youngest, Kazar, grows up, she must contend with the collision of her private and public worlds and choose whether to remain in the life of love sorrow and codependency that she's known or carve out a new path for herself i just like i i like i've been talking about like lots of sibling relationships in books Mm -hmm. and i feel like this might be a really interesting one because i don't think it's necessary like normally the focus yeah unless it's like oh they were siblings and fell in love which is just really another weird thing that is apparently a literary trope yeah but yeah, I'm I'm it sounds really interesting. The cover is also really beautiful, which is definitely Yeah, that's that's got Marissa written all over it. Yeah, there. right there. And then I have two more for the eighteenth. So I can't believe you missed this one, but it's Beyond the Wand by Tom Felton. What? Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that. So this is coming out on October eighteenth. So even the early success in acting could not prepare Tom Felton for the life-changing experience of starring as Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter film series. In Beyond the Wand, Felton gives readers a behind-the-scenes-to-life growing up as a wizard, yet still attending high school like any other teen. Felton also discusses the lasting friendships he made on the set, as well as the highs and lows of viral fandom. Ooh. That would be it could really be interesting. interesting. It's going to sell no matter what. Oh, for sure. Like, it's Tom Felton. Mm-hmm. It's connected to the Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to sell. But I was really surprised you didn't. I don't know why I didn't see that. You didn't grab this one. That's hilarious. I, but I was like, there's no way I, Megan's not going to have yeah. this one. Is that, like, one of the first kind of, like, actors from that movie that have written a book about I haven't it? paid enough attention. I feel like it I'm like I don't know. I feel like there would be more discussion about it in it media. It feels like Emma wasn't. Watson should have one, but I don't actually know if she does. That's true. I feel like she would be the one. But anyways, that's exciting cuz I don't know. You get to see the behind the scenes yeah. type stuff. I'm curious what he talks about in it. Yeah, too. what's he going to say? What's he going to dish on? Mm. Yeah. 
I love, love that. Love that too. Okay. And the last one I have, which is actually the last one on my list, which is Self-Portrait with Nothing by Amy Pokwatka. So that comes on October 18th as well. So abandoned as an infant at the local veterinarian's front porch, Pepper was raised by two loving mothers and now at 36 is married to the stable supportive Ike. She's never told anyone that at 15 she discovered the identity of her biological mother. That's because her birth mother is Ula or Ula Frost, a reclusive painter famous for the outrageous claims that her portraits summon their subjects doppelgangers from parallel universes. Researching the rumor, Pepper can't help but wonder, is there a parallel universe in which she is more confident, more accomplished, better able to accept love? A universe in which Ula decided she was worth keeping? A universe in which Ula's rejection doesn't still hurt? Oh, that sounds really good. I feel like it's either going to be really good or really awful. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like it's going to be quite good. So I'm I'm actually really curious about this one. Yeah, that one does sound interesting for sure. Well, if you read it, let me know. Yeah. I'll Uh, add it to the TBR. Yes, add it to your ever, never ending. Never ending, ever growing TBR. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My last one is for October 25th. And it's from my girl Joan He. Um, Strike the Scyther. So that's her. Oh, that's coming out in October. Yeah, October 25th. She's just wow. going. Um, a couple of my books just got knocked off my list. Yeah, for you're one. like, sorry, <laughs> books, but there's other things to read. So I'm going to try my best to pronounce the words here. So okay. don't mind me. Um, the year is four, 414 of the Jin Dynasty and Chaos Abounds. A puppet empress is on the throne. The realm has fractured into three factions and three warlordesses hoping to claim the continent for themselves but sapphire knows it's no contest orphaned at a young age sapphire took control of her fate by becoming the best strategist of the land and serving under jin ren a warlordess whose loyalty in the empress is double-edged while ren's honor draws sapphire to her cause it also jeopardizes their survival in a war where one must betray or be betrayed when sapphire is forced to infiltrate an enemy camp to keep Ren's followers from being slaughtered, she encounters the enigmatic Crow, an opposing strategist who is finally her match. But there are more enemies than one, and not all of them are human. Um, So yeah, this is a YA fantasy, and she was inspired by The Three Kingdoms, which is one of the four classics of Chinese literature. So... So I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, and she like the amount of research Joan did into this, which is wild. book is crazy. It's wild people who write based off of like historical fiction is one thing, but when they are like using man, like I, that's another level of dedication. Because like not only are you fact checking within your own world, but you're fact checking within like the actual world as well. Yes, but in like dated sources, mm-hmm. so that's like another extra challenge i was really excited for this one when because i follow her on social media and she posts about it all the time yeah and it just sounded so interesting she was so so caught up in just like writing it writing for so it long. yeah you're just like is she gonna get the word count done today uh, yeah. i don't know is she gonna edit it i don't know <laughs> yeah i did I actually remember seeing a couple of those where she was like 
this many words out of this many and i was like you go girl you yeah. go joan <laughs> yeah you got this i think she actually wrote the sec like the sequel already that's what she's been writing so it's super- which makes me even more excited because mm-hmm. you know what like i actually really appreciate when it's all plotted out yeah it's hard to do because you have to have patience <laughs> oh for sure and but- like them, like it yeah. makes everything mesh up so much nicer yeah and i wonder if it's like easier or harder to do to be basing it off already like a classic literature i feel like, like it's 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 like a little bit of both right because yeah you're, you're, you have a source to kind of turn to when you get like a little bit of writer's block or something but i think also that source can sometimes feel limiting yeah because right? do you want to take um i don't know like liberties i want to say with it or is it well you can and that's the nice yeah. thing right like you can say you know this was inspired by because that was a uh, as well like that's inspired yeah. by like a specific empress mm-hmm. and so like you can take what you need from it but it is it i feel like it's always a question of like what you took yeah and what you didn't and that's always going to be analyzed by the people who know mm-hmm which is super interesting, but so excited for this one. It is so exciting. I just, I know she was just made a comment the other day on her social media how, like, a lot of us white folk might not understand some of the, <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, like little cultural implications. Yeah, cultural implications, or like if you understand, like, um, like the three kingdoms, like there's going to be little, little things she puts in there like that easter eggs yeah little, little easter eggs that you would only really know if that was like your your culture or that you've read it before yeah. which is that's fair like that's why we mm-hmm. all are branching out and reading from different you know different authors and yeah i don't know we'll see i'm still gonna <laughs> enjoy the book no matter what if i understand the easter egg so <laughs> Yeah, I love that. So you actually reminded me of one I completely skipped over. Oh. Um, so we're going to go right back to September. So this is Ithaca by Claire North. Uh, you may be wondering why that has anything to do with yeah, what you were just I talking was, about. Uh, but this is based off of uh, Greek mythology. So um, this is the story of Penelope of Ithaca, who was the famed wife of... Who was the famed wife of Odysseus. Mm. Which I definitely just tried to say as... Odysseus. I'm so sorry. I'm going to call you out publicly, though. So you said uh, strategist. I know. And it's, it's most definitely strategist. So let me just say that was a really hard... Like, even warlordess was really hard to say. That's such a beautiful looking word. It's beautiful, but it's hard to but say. It's, 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 a lot of, it's a lot of syllables. So there. along with strate- strategist, strategist... It was hard. Change the inflection. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know. Anyway, sorry guys for my poor <laughs> no <laughs> talking. It was definitely not. <laughs> I w- I'm just making fun of you. Anyway, so uh, this is the story of Penelope of Ithaca, famed wife of Odysseus, as it has never been told before. Beyond Ithaca's shores, the whims of gods dictate the wars of men, but on the isle, it is the choices of the abandoned women and their goddesses that will change the course of the world. Ooh. So September 6th was when this came out. Uh, I've been binging a lot of Hades and Persephone's retelling, which mm-hmm. I'm working on now. Percy Jackson. Oh. 
So there's a lot of Greek mythology in my world, but I I do love the retellings when they're done right. And by right, I mean when I like them because there is no objective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to read a whole bunch like years ago, but a lot of them were like really mean, mm-hmm. which like is fair because that's how the Greek gods were. But like I want to hear like I don't really like that's not interesting to me. Yeah. Personally, I don't care if the Greek gods came back and then like they're mean. Like that's not as exciting as if they have like interesting personalities or something like being mean is whatever okay, yeah that sucks i guess but like that's like the easy way out and yeah. my because it's like yeah obviously they're, they're mean. mean like that's an easy trait for you to write about yeah. everyone's gonna expect that so yeah. change it up you know anyway so do you have anything else you want to mention just some adaptations if right, we're, let's do it. we're there so october 2nd interview with the vampire by Anne rice is be- getting adapted to a tv series Okay. On AMC, which we all know it's already a movie. So we'll see how that goes. Um, October 5th, we have Mr. Harrigan's Phone by Stephen King is coming to Netflix October 5th. And which is actually kind of funny because I just read that short story like not too long ago. It's in his anthology, If It Bleeds. And there's like four different yeah. um, short stories in it. So I was like, cool. I'm probably going to watch that because yeah. I actually really like that Why one. Not? Um, and it's basically about this little boy, not little, he's like a teen. He like mm-hmm. befriends this old man and he, the the boy gifts him like a cell phone so he can keep up with stocks and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the old man ends up passing away, but he gets a phone call on this cell phone from the old man after he's been buried so it's kind of spooky and it kind of just follows this boy's life as he gets older and like you know he can basically ask for anything through this phone call so it's kind of spooky i kind of like it kind of like it kind of like that um october 21st we have my policeman by bethan roberts so this is a movie and it's starring uh harry styles so I feel like, you know, that's going to be yeah. popular. Um, it follows Tom, a policeman in 1950s Britain. He falls in love with a school teacher and on the Brighton coast. However, he soon begins a passionate same-sex affair with a museum curator in spite of homosexuality being illegal. That was not the term I you was didn't, expecting. No, you didn't expect that? No. <laughs> It was more interesting than what I thought yeah. was going to happen, but yeah, it, it sounds super like, interesting. Oh, this is going to be like very oh yeah, no okay. surprise. Um, and then we have oh, I didn't put a date for this one. I think it's October twenty first too. Actually, sorry. All right, so the School for Good and Evil is also coming out. Soman Chinani. Um. It's starring Charlize Theron. So best friends Sophie and Agatha find themselves on opposing sides of an epic battle when they're swept away into an enchanted school where aspiring heroes and villains are trained to protect the balance between good and evil. So it kind of sounds like a cute little movie to come around Halloween time and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the stuff that there's there's a ton coming out in October, but those were the ones that yeah interested me the most. So All right, well, as always... Let us know what we missed on social media. Uh, go hit us up on Instagram. Be kind, but definitely tell us what we missed because yes. there's no way we could talk about all the books or that are what you're out. excited for. What and... you're excited for, and maybe get us excited for them as well. 
That being said, that is pretty much it. Do you have any final thoughts there, Megan? No. I'm excited for October. I'm excited for October. All right. Well, if you want to check us out on Instagram, we are at the book jar pod there. We also have some news about a book club that we will be starting. Yes. So it will be called the 2 a.m. book club. Yay. Which is when I do all of my reading. Yeah. I am sleeping. (laughs) I am reading. So we can tell who came up with that name. (laughs) Uh, So we will be uh, posting a link to a Discord channel that you can join if it's not up when you go check on our social media, that is strictly because we are still organizing the Discord, but check back in a few days and we'll yeah. definitely have posted it. Yeah. Um, and we're very excited to be bringing Alex Kalfa in on that as well. So Yay. she'll be helping us run that book club because, <laughs> you know. It, why not? Why not? Why not have more people? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. That's what book clubs are for, bonding. It it will be a monthly (laughs) based book club and you don't have to read every book and currently you do not need to pay for it, although that may change in the future. So just kind of stay tuned for for that. But yeah, Discord will be available for everyone to join. Uh, I I think that was all I wanted to say about the book club. I think that sounds pretty good. That has your basics there. It has your basics. Uh, We, yeah, and, and we won't say what book we're starting with. Yeah, we'll save that. We'll wait a little bit. Like some surprises. Sprinkle that in later. Yeah. All right. So go check out our Instagram for updates there. And otherwise, pick up a book and I don't know, be like Megan and be excited about October. Yay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Is it working now, Marissa? Oh, now it's too loud. Now I'm like yelling. Oh, yeah. Hello. Is it me you're looking for?